Hello, everyone. It is Sunday night. Welcome to the 22nd episode of the Tech Educator Podcast. We are so happy you are here to join us tonight. Tonight, we're going to be talking all about screencasting. How do you make those wonderful educational videos? What are some of the pedagogical reasons for doing it? And how can we help our students create videos of their own? Of course, there's great ways that you can follow up and catch us every single week here on the Tech Educator Podcast. You can go to techeducatorpodcast.com and you can check out our great episodes. We're up to episode 22. Every single one of our episodes you can follow live with video and audio. Also, as you scroll down on our website, we have a brand new player here on our right side of our scroll bar that goes episode by episode where you can listen to and subscribe to by iTunes or by YouTube all of our great shows. Of course, you can also click down here on our iTunes link and find directly all of our great teacher cast podcasts, tech educator podcasts, instructional tech talk podcasts, Podcasts or Techlandia podcasts, all of our great stuff for you. One more time, welcome to the show. We are glad that you're here. My name is Jeff Bradbury from TeacherCast.net, and we have a full house tonight on this show. I want to introduce my co-host from the great state of Texas, Mr. John Samuelson. John, how are you tonight? I'm so good. I can't even contain myself today. Well, you are, uh, you're going to Vegas next week, so I can understand why you can't contain yourself. Talk a little bit about what's been going on in your world and uh, what's been going on in the world of uh, Techlandia. Well, I'm going to go out to Vegas, and uh, I'm going to leave on Wednesday for six glorious nights in Vegas um, by myself, which if you have four children, you don't really look forward to too much because you miss them so much. And so anyway, um, if there are any educators out there that would like to meet up for an EdCamp Starbucks... Let me know. I'll be up there. Just Twitter me on the Twitters. And uh, last night we taped a show with somebody that you know, Jeff, Dave Guyman. And so we are going to go ahead and put that one up pretty soon. But we did find out something that we didn't find out last week from the Tech Educator podcast. Dave Guyman has an, uh, was in 2008 had a rap act, and it was called Danger Mouth, wow. where we found his MySpace page four songs, and a video on YouTube, which we put on our Learnist board, and it is out currently right now after the uh, audio goes up. But yeah, it is awesome. true rap music from Dave Guyman. What? That is going to be something to subscribe for. Yeah, that's uh, mass was, tweeting going on. Right oh, it was very that. funny. Very, very cool. <laughs> and I uh, also want to introduce from Chicago, Mr. Jeff Herb, the newly married Jeff Herb. Jeff, how are you tonight? <laughs> I'm doing very well. Good to be on here tonight. How are things going with you, Jeff? Things are going well. We have some great announcements to be making sometime uh, later in this show. So uh, if you're out there following on the hashtag Tech Educator, please. Uh, got some really, really cool announcements. But Jeff, before we get into those, how are things out there in the instructional tech talk? Are you getting back into the swing of things there? Yep, getting back into the swing of things. Uh, tomorrow we'll be releasing the next episode of instructional tech talk. It's going to be talking about how... Uh, new teachers or experienced teachers, doesn't matter which uh, level you're at in your teaching career, how you can go about starting your own digital space for your classroom. And we're going to be looking at uh, several different options, including, you know, Twitter or an LMS or explaining what all these different, uh, different options are for teachers so that they can determine what they're trying to accomplish in their classroom and how to effectively set something like that up for um, for their classroom. So it's a good good start 
start of the year type uh, podcast for teachers that are looking to get something going for their school year. I also understand that the following week you're going to be doing an episode of how new and returning teachers can have a rap career. Is that correct? Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, or how to rekindle a previous rap career, sure. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, our, our third mystery co-host, are you over there? Yes, sorry. <laughs> Sam, welcome to the show. Sam, how are things out there in California? Sam Patterson. Things in California are absolutely amazing. How so? The end. Well, I'm in my new classroom, It's and my classroom is a tech lab, and I'm getting that set up, and I just spent two days on the USS Hornet, that's the aircraft carrier, with the Q Rockstar teaching ca- teacher camp, uh, with an amazing group of about 100 teachers from all over the place. We even had a Canadian or two that snuck in. And, I mean, it was really something to be able to be doing all these workshops about different tech skills and teaching approaches. And you're walking by the Apollo capsule on the way to it. I mean, just an amazing experience, which did convince me that I never want to live full time on an aircraft. Now, uh, we're pulling up your new homepage here that uh, you're currently building. Talk to us a little bit about Patui.org and how did you get that beautiful young woman on your front page? Patui.org is the homepage for pedagogy and technology used in education or the Palo Alto Tech Using Educators or puppets and terrorists are usually enlightened. And um, it's a great chat that runs on Tuesday afternoons, um, at least on this coast, it's Tuesday afternoons, Tuesday nights out where you are. And on the cover there, we've got Kristen Swenson. She was at the last stop of the Edu Tour with Gabubu. And uh, Waka was there, and he made a lot of friends. Got to see uh, Kristen, got to see uh, Dave Childers was there. Got to uh, also meet uh, Craig Yen, who is a recent entree into the world of uh, of the Twitters, and he's just been everywhere. So it was really great to talk to him. He teaches fifth grade, and walking him hit it off really well. So yeah, he he got a lot of a lot of good friend time last evening. And we also uh, we're just showing off some of the other pages here. You've got the bios actually on here for for most of your puppets, I believe. It it, it was fascinating to read through this, uh, again, over at Pitui.org to see just how in-depth of a career some of these puppets have. It it made us a little bit jealous, I think. Well, you know, puppets got to work. You can't just, you know, (laughs) sit around on the couch. Otherwise, you're a pillow. I mean, that's one of the main things differentiates it. Or or a leg warmer. Or a leg warmer, exactly. <laughs> now, I, I understand you have a few announcements. You have some new Twitter addresses to uh, to talk about, don't you? Yes, there's oh so many Twitter addresses. Um, <laughs> you know, you you if you don't yet follow Waka, you really do need to follow Waka at Waka at Waka Patui. Um, but there's also now a Twitter handle for Stuart, which is at Stuart Patui. Um, even Pi, the edu puppet who does most of her work with an animal rescue group, has an address, uh, Pi Patui. Um, you may notice a little bit of a pattern here. But um, Food? there's even probably the most famous one. He picked up a lot of followers last night after uh, iPad Sammy retweeted him with uh, iPuppet Sammy. 
<laughs> which is uh, a beautifully rendered version of uh, one of our favorite online podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, if you're looking for uh, more information, course, uh, here they are again, patui.org, uh, and uh, you can are, just again, click on the Patui family, and and there and is a beautiful the uh, photo right there, there of I Puppet Sammy. Um, <laughs> it, it looks like his the. Um, well, it looks, it looks like just like him, actually, right there. In, in fact, if I could, and you know, I wish I had this set up ahead of time, I'd probably, next week, tell you what, let's do a cross-section here of iPuppet yeah. and iPad Sammy here. But uh, um, Next week, we'll do 20 questions with the Sammies. That is a good topic. From Vegas, right, John? That would be great. I I just want to know, I want iPuppet Sammy to get, like, the, the same... Um, picture with Kristen Swanson that Waka Patui had. I want iPuppet Sammy in on that. <laughs> yeah. That's a great picture right there. It, it was. We'll have to uh, we'll have to arrange that later. She's or she's out a, here in the Bay Area now, so okay, we'll that's get good. Because either that or a meeting with George Kuros would be great. Well, right. for iPuppet Sammy. Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about that. And first of all, for anybody who's out there watching, thank you so much. We are the Tech Educator Podcast. We are, of course, live here every single Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern and uh, 6 p.m. Central. I 5 p.m. Mountain, I believe, and is it 4 p.m. Pacific time. And um, I think that also means that it's like 10 o'clock or something like that, uh, Greenwich Mean Time or something to that effect. But uh, we are actually using the hashtag Tech Educator, and we certainly love it when you reach out. We are, our hashtag is Tech Ed Show, and uh, we would love it. If you have any questions about the show tonight, um, we're going to be talking all about screencasting. So, of course, leave us a tweet at Tech Ed Show, and we will talk about them live as we get moving here. Uh, Sam, I wanted to ask you a couple things about the Q Rockstar that you were at. I saw this beautiful picture of a podium, a great big, huge American flag, and Waka was there. Um, actually, Sam, I don't want to talk to you at all about this. Is Waka available to talk about this? Yeah, he, he's been pretty busy, but I think he's available. Hold on. Hey, Waka, what? Waka, what? Sam, you're Waka, on get off the couch. you got to talk to people. Okay, hold on. <laughs> now, while, while Waka is uh, getting off the camera there, I wanted to share with you guys something very, very exciting here. Uh, Waka was just featured on TeacherCast podcast number 96. And uh, if, That's you go, right. if you go over here to podcast.teachercast.net, you can see that there is his face. He's, of course, brilliantly portrayed in front of the, uh, uh, the American flag there. And uh, let me see if I can pull up which one this is. Uh, here it is. So it is um, podcast.teachercast.net slash TCP96. And uh, we've got our full video here, which you can catch. And then, of course, uh, I don't know if you saw this, Sam, but we, of course, have the uh, bios and photos for all of the puppets that we have spoken to. So the Waka and, and I even talked to Dewey and the Edu Felon. And then this guy in a bow tie here. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome to the Tech Educator Show, Waka Patui. Waka, how are you today? I'm doing great, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I, I just want to briefly, uh, uh, you know, invite you over and say, um, first of all, thank you. And thank you for your friends for coming on the show. Talk to us about the Q Rockstar Challenge. And uh, and, and how was it there? Uh, you were keyno- uh, keynoting, right? Or was it keynoting? <laughs> I, I was totally keynoting. Uh, the... Actually, on the podium there was the first of my stump speeches because I'm running for Secretary of Education. You really? (laughs) Yes. yes. Hashtag Waka for EdSec. 
does that mean you have good handwriting or good typing skills? I he's going to rely on Siri. Totally, it's <laughs> it's Siri and uh, Dragon. Naturally speaking, is that, would that be Puppet? Naturally speaking, naturally. Uh, talk to us a little bit. Uh, talk talk to us briefly about this because I, I know we want we've got a lot of people watching today. And we want to get to our topic on hand of screencasting, but uh, talk to us a little bit about what Q was like. Q was amazing. There were a uh, hundred teachers on an aircraft carrier. And they were learning about everything from Google scripts to uh, keyboard shortcuts to STEM learning. They were making boats and cars and they were programming, just amazing stuff. And some of my friends even managed to make a couple movies with the teachers. Nice. It was awesome. Really hey, Waka, that sounds like a show I've been watching on Netflix called Sleeper Cell. Are you sure you weren't taken in by some kind of a sleeper cell with that one? Teachers on an aircraft carrier making boats and things like that? Are you <laughs> sure that was all legit? Uh, it, it was it was too legit to quit, honestly. <laughs> well, I guess if it's in the Bay Area, that's where Hammer is from, so there you go. Right? Right. I'm sad his show isn't on anymore. Oh, I know, but Arsenio's coming back, so don't worry. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, lots of great learning. Some of my finest moments were each morning started with a shred session where the instructors would talk up what they were doing and talk down what other people were doing, and we were instructed to heckle. <laughs> One of my special skills. Yes. <laughs> so, so Jeff, I know that uh, I was I was looking at your Amazon feed recently, and... There's some weird stuff showing up in there. What the heck's going on? Uh, what What are you talking about, Waka? You... Oh, like like there was. Uh, I was looking at uh, podcasting equipment, and it was like some of your friends who looked at this equipment also recently bought, and, and there was like some sort of diaper device. I I don't even know. Well, I I was searching things. You, you know, I. I... <laughs> <laughs> and... <Is> there... <laughs> <laughs> nice i i well thank you um wow i'm actually sweating on this one this is kind of cool um I, I i guess it's time that we can officially make the announcement because i know we have a ton of people out there watching but um <laughs> looks like that my wife and i are going to be bringing a few uh teacher casts uh into the house so we have a wonderful uh, bundle of joy coming on the way, and uh, hashtag Brad baby. Yeah, we're gonna be doing a Ed Camp baby here soon. <laughs> so um, that's the big announcement here from TeacherCast is uh, we're gonna be having a we're gonna be losing even more sleep here is what people are telling me. <laughs> well, congrats, Jeff. That's awesome. Yeah, congratulations, Jeff. That's really cool. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, hashtag TeacherCastBaby. And I want to share one thing that we're working on here. Now, this is not uh, done yet. In fact, they started it yesterday. But if you are out there and know anything about this, we actually have started baby.teachercast.net. And uh, obviously, as you can see right now, it says nothing found. But um, eventually, we are creating a TeacherCast baby network. Um, I have no idea what this is going to be like or how this is going to work. So if you are watching out there and have any suggestions, advice, or how to do this, I don't know. Maybe we're going to be uh, broadcasting the feedings. I'm not sure how we can officially do this. But uh, we, we, will, we will make this one uh, – I don't know. There will be something going on like that. But uh, – 
But thank you guys for allowing me to uh, mumble through these last couple seconds here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I awesome. see TeacherCast Baby as being a great way to get the babies of the world to be lifelong broadcasters. That's what my understanding that's of right. TeacherCast Baby is. I think, right. that's, I think that's a good Live way to tweeting do it. from birth. Live <laughs> tweeting from birth. Uh, I don't yes. know anybody who would do that. I, I believe there's some kind of a, a connected uh, baby or something like that. I'm, I, You know, there's... And and yeah, thank you all out there who are tweeting. And uh, please, it's uh, at base gen one. If you can uh, say hello to my wife at base gen one. So um, thanks, Peggy, and thanks, Craig, and thanks, Jen, and uh, Peggy. We can of course talk about that later too. Um, anyway, let's get back to screencasting so I can stop mumbling about that stuff. <laughs> awesome. I'm gonna hand it back over to Sam here. Yeah. Some, wait, wait, someday a, wait, soon, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Walk up. Walk. Walking, you're, you're gonna do what? What? Walk, you're gonna I do. Gonna, I was gonna hand it. Wait, you're so mean, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> it's a figure of speech. What do you mean? <sighs> okay. <Derailed. laughs> Sam, welcome back. Your, your puppet just got me in trouble. Uh, well, you know <laughs> what? What you gonna do? He gets me in trouble. Actually, out of trouble. I use him as kind of a a key distraction. <laughs> Uh, we're talking about it. screencasting tonight. Sam, what can you talk to us about screencasting? What are some of your apps? And uh, I'll let you take this one away as I uh, stop sweating over here. <laughs> Excellent. Um, well, screencasting is just quite simply capturing what you're doing on the screen of your computer and broadcasting it to someone. And the earliest uses of screencasting back in the, the caveman days were really... <laughs> pretty much exclusively used to show people how to do things on the computer where it was just like you're going to click on this button and then this button and then this button and then that will work um and there are many many ways to do screencasting now and as it becomes easier to do screencasting you've got more teachers working on kind of pedagogically powerful things to do with screencasting um, Can you give us some of those examples you've seen, Sam? Yeah, there was. Um, let me do a screen share here. Uh, we'll just do my whole screen. Now, if I was going to do this for screencasting, one of the first things I would have done, and what I you know had on the list to do, was clean up all of this stuff on the side so it was just <laughs> less noisy. Right. Um, you know, because this is like broadcasting my desk with all of my stuff on it. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that you can do with screencasting is really do some, uh, basically, if you think about your screen as a canvas and you really want to figure out how you can use the entire canvas to your best effect, you can... I want to pull up a video from Cheryl. Cheryl was co-teaching with me on the Hornet. And one of the great things about getting a co-teacher and working with somebody is it can help you look a lot more smart. So when I saw the call for proposals come out for the Hornet, I thought, wow, flipping on the flight deck is great and has alliteration. I don't know yet enough about flipped instruction at all. So I'm going to contact Cheryl and see if she's interested in working with me. So Cheryl was, and her videos are, are very edited and produced, but they all start from a screencast. And you can do the same kind of thing just in, as an on-the-fly screencast. So here, 
you've got Andrew in one chat or one video window, Cheryl in another video window, and they've got a third video window here that is the content of what they're talking about. In this case, they're talking about how to build body paragraphs. Um, I did something similar where I took a uh, took my desktop and did a a screen setup. Now you can see that even here it looks more noisy because it's on the fly. And while some teachers really some people and teachers like a nice crisp produced video. I kind of approach video making by teachers as something that needs to be done pretty much in real time and not hardly edited at all. Um, so I really advocate people avoiding perfection. But what I've done in this window is this space up here in the upper right hand corner is actually uh, a live webcam that I've got displayed on my desktop. So that's one of my cameras on my desktop uh, using the IPVO presenter program. This camera down here in the lower left-hand corner is me, and that's using Yawcam. So I actually have two camera feeds live on the desktop. This is a Google Doc here in the right-hand side that has some instruction and text. And then this is actually a uh, pre-recorded screencast. So this is a screencast set inside of a screencast so that this is a pre-recorded piece that I'm then commenting on using these two windows and I've got some extra information here in the Google Doc. Um, so there's a lot of different way, different things you can do with a multiple pane setup uh, but apparently one of the things you cannot do is queue up two different movies in Windows Media Player at the same time. That just gets it very confused. It can only handle one movie at a time, which was kind of disappointing, I have to say. And sometimes not even one. And <laughs> sometimes not even one. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's you know, what you're going to do. Um, but that's, that's some of the ways that screencasting can be used. I mean, I use it to... Uh, I use it for differentiation where if I'm going to give a complicated set of instructions, I'll screencast it ahead of time. I'll give the kids the link. I'll go through it once or twice in class, and then the kids who need more time can um, can have that time without having to announce to the rest of the class, I don't get it yet. Can we slow down and wait for me? Um, what are some of the ways that you've seen screencast used, Jeff? Have the teachers you work with taken to it? Yes, uh, not uh, not all of them, obviously, but a lot of them have found the power in being able to make a um, introductory video or just a video that covers a very small section of their curriculum that has hung up a bunch of kids in uh, the lesson, and they've put it online and uh, just made it available, made a repository almost of videos for their kids to be able to refer back to once they go home, and so it's almost like you know, that supplemental instruction broken down by category so that kids have something to rely on or, you know, work with when they get home and they don't have that direct instruction from their teacher anymore. So I've well, seen a bunch it, of our teachers use that as a great tool to help kids even after they've left the classroom. And it's not, um, it's not just the students who are helped, right? Because you've got a lot of parents out there who want to provide accurate help. Yep, absolutely. No, that's that's really good. That's a great point, too. And I haven't seen many of our 
teachers promoting it to our parents yet, and I think that's some a definite grounds for improvement. But a lot of people that I've been talking to uh, through my podcast and through my website have really found a lot of success plugging their videos just even directly to the parents and not even, you know, trying with the students and just giving the parents more of an idea of what's going on in the classroom and how they can be, um, you know, best used at home to help their students too. Yeah, I'll like put the assignment and then in that same window is the link to the video. So if the parent, you know, goes, okay, sign on, let's see what your homework is. Mm -hmm. What's that video? So they've got it available to them also. And um, Sam, what are they signing on to? What are you using to help communicate that information? Well, I was, at the school I was working at, we were on Schoology. So okay. it was just a, a pretty simple LMS that delivers the information well. Now, I'm not sure exactly what we're going to be using, but I know that almost all of those systems have a way to work with links. And even if you're using something like Remind 101, I think their most recent upgrade includes the ability to send links. Okay, that's great. I mean, and that's something that, you know, that idea can work with just about anything like you mentioned. It could be your own class website that you put together. It could be your Twitter feed. It could be a whole number of ways to communicate with parents and students. It's just, I was curious the way that you've been working with it. And uh, one of the interesting things that happened this summer, I was using screencasting every day with the writing class I was doing, uh, K or sixth through eighth grade. And it was, I think, an 18 day program. And on day 15, I was giving the kids the option to write about anything they wanted to, and they started writing posts about how to do various things. And on day 15, one of them said, how do we do a screencast? And, you know, they, they had seen me do this enough times that they're like, that's a good way to explain something. So with them, I was they were working on an iMac that could either run Windows or Mac. And so we just put them on QuickTime. Because one of the, I, I love when I talk to people who are on Macs and they're like, I just found out that QuickTime allows you to screencast, which is, it's really amazing. And it was one of those things where when I was on a MacBook Pro, I was trying to figure out what, how to screencast. And I was searching, I'm like on the laptop and I'm searching online, throwing it into Google, trying to figure out how to screencast. And I come across this post, it's like, it's in your QuickTime, just open it, hit record screen. I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. That's awesome. Um, and, you know, you can go out about screencasting one of two ways. You can really go like the still camera route where you're just taking pictures yep. and then threading them in a, in a post or the live video, both of which the Mac does out of the box seamlessly. Um, what I've been impressed with is the tools from TechSmith that help the PC turn into something more than just a uh, spreadsheet cruncher. Paperweight. Paperweight. Right. There you go. Thank you, John. Right. Um, John, have you used Snagit or Camtasia much? I do. In fact, those are the ones that I use. I use I, uh, Snagit and Camtasia both because um, I actually won them one time uh, from the TechSmith people at uh, the Mobile 2011 conference a long time ago. So it was a great win for me when I got pulled in the drawing and got a free license for Camtasia. And um, you know what? I guess the thing for me is I, I, I like screencasting and I like the idea of it but Sam since you're an expert I've got a lot that I have to be creating right now so let's say that I'm in the same shoes as some of our listeners and I just need to get over 
the hump? What is the best thing you can, like the best advice you could give someone? Let's say I've got to make a series of 10 screencasts, which I actually do right now. What's the best way to get started and just kind of like organize your thoughts? Because it seems overwhelming, and I think that that's what happens to me in my ADHD. I just get overwhelmed, and then I don't start them out. So what is like a tip you can give for people that are just starting out? Let's say I have Camtasia. What's my best way to get started? I think the best way to get started is to make a an outline, um, you know, because a lot of ways what you're doing is you're creating a text. And when I work with students, it's the same way. You're going to have a much better screencast if you make an outline ahead of time, the main points you want to hit. Um, and usually I'll have that visible somewhere in the screencast so that, oh, yeah, those are the points I'm getting to. So not only do I know it, my audience can see it. Hey, guys, I have a couple suggestions on that for John. I mean, one of the things that I tend to do when I'm talking is is I make mistakes or um, I, I say something um, and it doesn't quite work. One thing I want people to keep in mind is when you're screencasting, you can still edit this video. You can still take it and make it an editable document. So a lot of times if I'm saying something or I hit a button and it doesn't work – Originally, I was stopping and stopping the recording and trying to change things. At this point, I'll make like an hour-long video that I, I know is only going to be maybe a 10 to 15-minute long screencast because in post, I can chop things up. So if I say – if I I can say it again and I, and I know in post I can just keep chopping things up. It's a lot easier for you, John. Okay. Or the other option, just set yourself an hour. Make 10 screencasts without stopping your camera. And then really do the, those edits in post. So, for instance, if you're going to be saying – like a lot of times I just got done doing a screencast on how to do Ustream on, on the desktop and on the iPad. And I made both of them in one big shot and then I edited it all together using uh, – I use ScreenFlow, but I love Camtasia too. But I use ScreenFlow mostly as my main thing. And it's just easier just to have one big, huge piece of tape that you're then going to stick into ScreenFlow, or I'll, I'll even put it into Final Cut. I'll do my my recording in Camtasia, let's say, but then I'll even edit it out in Final Cut, depending on how professional looking or how detailed they want to make it. I really like that suggestion, Jeff, about doing the recording straight through of everything that you need to get on tape, because not only is it something that you then have all the content there, you don't have to necessarily edit that in a quiet room where no one's around. I mean, you can take your laptop out into the living room. You can sit down. If you're editing things together, you're not recording anymore. You have all the content you need. And I find personally, after I've recorded a show and then edited it and then uploaded it, I'm like, okay, I can't do that again. I got to take a break. But if I have all 10 recorded, I'm going to be much more likely to be able to say, all right, great, I'll edit this. You know, you can post one of them. You still have the content there to edit and then post, edit, post, edit, post. It's a lot less stressful thinking about the fact, all right, now I, get, now I have to get back into recording mode again. So I, I really like that idea. Okay, that sounds good for me. <clears throat> yeah, and um, I just want to run a little bit of the counter narrative to my whole thing is I, I plan as much as I can ahead of time, and then I do as good as I can in the moment, but I really try to just avoid perfection. I look at each of these as having an audience of my kids in the room, and they know me, and some other people might watch them, but really I'm making them for my kids and their parents, and that helps me get it done without the kind of anxiety of perfection. 
Yeah, that sounds good. good. Well, good I know that this really is true for me, and I sometimes I have this task sitting there that's pretty daunting, and I just keep putting it off because, and I even kind of, you know, I know how to screencast, but it's sometimes I think for teachers it can be, you know, overwhelming a little bit, just like, where do I start? Where do I begin? But the outline's um, good. Do you have any, like, Sam, do you have any, you just make an outline, or do you have any, like, little um, tips or tricks on where to get little, you know, um, ready-made things from? No, generally I just do an outline in a Google Doc, okay. and I try to keep it as as simple as possible. Just you know the the must haves of the situation, not the everything possible. But like if if what I want them to do is create a link, then I'll walk through how to create a link, and usually I'll do it twice, once pretty slow, and then once again as a uh, kind of summary and review. Cool. Well, I don't mean to take us off topic, but uh, Jim Deacon has asked us a question on Twitter, and we can always come back to the uh, pre-planning stages of the conversation, too, but I just want to make sure we get his question answered, because I think we talked about it a little bit last week on the show. Um, Jim asked, we are trying to find a video hosting site other than YouTube for some teacher videos. Any suggestions? And I, I'm pretty sure, I think, John, maybe you mentioned one last week. Mm -hmm. What well, was that? Well, so you know what we we were finding that um, as we're going around, and I think we actually had this talk with a bunch of educators at EdCamp Fort Worth. Um, we were talking about the filters and schools and things like that, and YouTube's usually blocked and things like that. And Vimeo is always a viable option too, but that can be blocked as well. But what we we kind of came to a consensus that SchoolTube was going to be the the place that we would go, and post videos because I, I'd used SchoolTube a long time ago, but SchoolTube seems to be the one thing that gets through filters. And um, the teacher was like, well, you know what? I'm not sure if I like going back to SchoolTube, but if that's what I have to do to make things work, then that's what I'm going to have to do. And so we all kind of were coming to trying to come to a consensus on where to put um, the videos so that people could access them all the way. So SchoolTube was actually what we decided on. Did I, did I say something different last week? It could have been something different yeah. last week if it was fresh in my mind. I, uh, that's why I asked. I couldn't remember what you said. Did I think Sam we just Jeff have any ideas too? Uh, yeah, I'd like to show off a page that I'm working on here. And uh, one of the sites that uh, I happen to be good buddies with and met them down at ISTE is called MediaCore. Oh, okay. That's, that's what the one. And what is it called, Jeff? <laughs> tell it once one more time. Media, you mention every week. MediaCore. MediaCore. I've got to check that out. I'm showing it here on our screen. And if you go to teachercast.net slash MediaCore, and we'll make sure, guys, that we put that one in the show notes, this is my MediaCore page, and what I want you to notice when you're looking at this is that there's no commercials on it. It's all white, completely commercialless. Now, you can take all of your shows and put them in YouTube if you want, or you can upload them directly to MediaCore. It doesn't matter. Um, what I do with TeacherCast is that we put the show onto YouTube, and then I actually can use the YouTube link to embed it into MediaCore. It'll actually pull the content over, so now you've got it in two places, let's say, that you're doing it. Um, but if you click on Library here, you can see that I have all my videos. I can tag them. I, it's got a really neat metadata system. But the thing that I like about this, and uh, you guys might be interested in this as podcasters, is it'll actually take your videos... and 
it'll turn them into podcasting feeds. So what you're going to be seeing soon on iTunes is the video version of the TeacherCast podcast and the audio version. So it gives you an RSS feed right now. And then uh, I, I haven't made this live yet. You can't subscribe to this yet on iTunes. But eventually, um, you're going to be able to subscribe to our audio casts and our video casts. And all you have to do is take this RSS feed and you can stick it directly into iTunes or FeedBurner or PodTrack, whatever you want to use, um, and then go into iTunes. And you can have a, a video podcasting um, supply. I mean, I know we're not necessarily talking about podcasting and whatnot, but MediaCore is a great site. There is a free version which gives educators an awful lot. And you can find them on Twitter at GetMediaCore. And I would love nothing more than for you to tweet them at GetMediaCore and uh, say hi for TeacherCast. But um, lots of great stuff there. Again, that's TeacherCast.net slash MediaCore, and you can find all that stuff. I think people are tweeting out that link, so that would be great. I did. I actually misspelled schools on that one, so I apologize <laughs> for that. But right, I forgot, Jeff. You've been talking about that one ever since ISTE, so they must have really um, impressed you with that. And every week I have it tabbed after we close out, and it looks really good. And I'm glad that I'm glad that uh, Jim could get into the podcast because I know he was having problems earlier. So I'm glad uh, Mr. Deacon's on with us then. It is Apparently he show. kicked his kid off of the college app he was working <laughs> We are uh, We have about 20 people or so watching right now, so we want to say thank you again. If you want to participate, we're at Tech Ed Show, and the hashtag is Tech Educator. So um, continuing our conversation about screencasting, I would definitely throw my stuff up there. Um, SchoolTube is great, TeacherTube is great, but a lot of people say, well, it's like YouTube, but... Well, MediaCord, you don't really have to say it's like YouTube, but. Now, another solution that uh, I ended up using this summer was we were a Google Apps for Education school, but every video site in the world was blocked. So we just uploaded the videos to Google Drive, and we set them to anyone with link can view, and we put a link to the videos in the pages we were working on. So I was working in kid blogs, so there'd be a link, they'd click it, it would go to the video, and it would play. Now, I have a question for you, Sam, because uh, earlier today I got a, a tweet from EdTechMora, and she was asking, mm -hmm. can you put a video up on Google Drive? And my response yeah. to her was, yes, but you should install the Google Drive app, so that way you actually get the, the folder on your desktop, that way you can just drag the thing up. Is, does, does it matter how you do that? Can you take a... 200 megabyte video let's say and put it right in your google drive through the web browser uh yeah you can do it through the you just click the upload button and the browser window opens and says you know go there obviously if you install google drive on your computer you can do the cool thing of just designating a shared folder um in one of the tools i use for screencasting is the uh the front row system it's actually a an, a hardware based screencasting system and it automates all of that for you so you just set up the uh shared folder once and every time you finish a screencast it encodes it names it and automatically drops it in that shared folder that is that is certainly good to know um i i know many of us have multiple Gmail. I think we all have multiple Gmail accounts, right, guys? So, so in order to download the the Google Drive app onto your desktop, which only can have one Google Drive, that's frustrating to me. And yeah, I, that, I, so I did I that once, and now I don't at all. I just run it all through my browser. Yeah, I'm same. Yeah, same with me. Yep, me too. 
Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about mobile apps because there's, you know, once you get the fact that screencasting is just taking your voice, putting it over the image of what you're working on on your computer and using some tools to like point to things, whether it's your cursor or something else, there's really a wide variety of tools out there. And some of the obvious ones that people go to are like show me or explain everything, the interactive whiteboard apps. Have you guys used those much? Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. Um, Screen Chomp as well. I like Screen Chomp. It's free as well. And as long as we're giving TechSmith some love, we better give them some app love on that one. Screen Chomp's always good as well. Are, are, are oh, we are we theirs? giving out screen? Yes. Uh, are we giving screen love to, to Texpo? Can I can I make a, a quick announcement here? Sure. Yeah. Um, we don't have a date yet, but at the end of August, sometime there's going to be a joined uh, webinar, an official big, big, big webinar between TeacherCast and uh, Screen and uh, yeah, Screenflow and and TechSmith. So we will oh, probably perfect. be announcing that one next week here on the show. But uh, look look out for that one. Uh, TechSmith Edu is their is their Twitter name, and of course you can follow us on TeacherCast. But uh, there will be a great um, screencasting slash. Uh, official webinar coming out between now and the end of August, probably the last week of August or the last two weeks of August, we're going to do a big webinar together. So that'll be really, really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. Sounds good. But yeah, wow. I've used those. I was going to say, Sam, I've used those apps a lot. I think that if you pay the um, two ninety nine for Explain Everything, which would be a dollar fifty on um, volume purchase, um, I think it. I think Explain Everything does a lot. And you can move the videos around a lot. But if you're looking for something free, um, I always use ScreenChomp, and it gives you a link. And then ScreenChomp kind of hosts the video for you up in the, their little website. And so you are limited a little bit. But, I mean, if you want to make a video for a parent to see, like you were just talking about for homework or something, you can easily make it on ScreenChomp, tweet the link, to embed the link, and then they can go to the video up there too. So there are some good options. Explain Everything seems to be the one of fashionable choice right now. And I haven't played around with it since they've updated it tremendously because it's been over the summer but apparently they're putting a lot more bells and whistles i just hope it's not too many bells and whistles so that it gets too confusing for people no, as well. i feel like i've been using it for a while and it's been my go-to app for that kind of video creation and even with their updates it's only improved it and Good. i think they've done a really nice job not making it too overwhelming that's the one thing, obviously, I've been kind of afraid of as well as they've started developing the app to be a little bit more intense. Um, but they've really done a nice job putting in features. I mean, it, it really runs, in my opinion, like an iOS app designed by Apple. You, things are where yeah. you think they would be. They're easy to use. They're stable. And the only differentiation between that and a genuine Apple app is that you can export it to almost anything, which is awesome. So... Um, you know, I think yeah, Rashan's done a really great job. Yeah, I mean, Rashan was at the Google, I mean, he was at ADE over uh, in Austin not that long ago. And I do want to say this real quick, and I'll let Sam go. But I do want to say on my phone, I did get XREC, which actually lets you do screen recordings on your phone or your iPad, kind of like Display Recorder used to from like a year ago. Display Recorder also, um, it was like in the App Store, and then they took it out. But it seems like this XREC, so it's XRecord, actually will let you go ahead and you can actually screencast for that one on your on your phone as well 
Like so, the letter X? Yes, Go like the letter do, X. Pull a Kurt Reese for us there, will you? It's X-R-E-C on my iOS 7. Now, one thing I, I have tried is that it doesn't work on my iOS 7 beta or whatever, but I've tried it on I, on I, not iOS 7, and it works. So, And it's $1.99 in the App Store right now. Hmm. I tweeted that oh, one out cool. a little bit while ago. Yeah, so it, there are, they're getting there with some other things. I remember we were really happy when Display Recorder came out for the iPad. Um, it was almost a year and a couple months ago, and then they pulled it from the App Store quick. And then I saw they brought it back, but they made it $10 instead of the dollar that we paid for it. So hmm. I think that one still is viable, too, and it still works. I'm I'm having trouble tracking down the XREC link here. You want okay, to let me go ahead and let me, tweet me John? That. Yeah, let's let me tweet that one out then. I'll go ahead and find it for you. Cool. Now one of the ones I wanted to talk about is one that may not seem immediately apparent because really all you need for screencasting is something that you can import pictures into, record sound over, and be able to like point to things. And I've been having some fun. For some reason people keep tweeting apps at me that have the word puppet in the name <laughs> um and about the 80th time someone tweeted at me about puppet pals i was like okay fine so this last week i actually downloaded version one and version two because they're separate things and they have pretty significant different functionality version two ends up looking a lot like a jib jab video which is pretty cool but you can't bring your own backgrounds into it in version one you can bring in your own backgrounds, and you can make your own characters from pictures. So with that ability, you could actually take a screenshot of what you're working on on your iPad, drop it into Puppet Pals, and import a couple pointing arrows as characters and do a quick screencast that way. Um, I haven't yet done that, but obviously I've got it kind of schematic out in my head. Um, but something like Puppet Pals, which may not immediately seem like, oh, yeah, that's a screencasting app, in a lot of ways it is. It's the same tools. You just kind of sidestep the design function, and the secondary functionality is pretty clear. Hmm. Want to say cool. thank you out there to our good friend Peggy George. She just uh, donated a ton of screencasting links. Thank you so much out there, Peggy. We're going to make sure that we have this on our show notes. And, of course, our show notes can be found at the techeducatorpodcast.com. And uh, let me bring that up. It'll be techeducatorpodcast.com forward slash 23. So uh, the page isn't up there live yet, but forward slash 23. We will make sure that we get all of that stuff up there. Sorry, I just wanted to uh, interrupt you there for a second there. Yeah, I'm going to interrupt real quick, too. Annabelle Pacheco, uh, who's been following the show on our hashtag uh, reminded us of another great resource to put our screencasts up online, and that's TechSmith Screencasting or Screencast.com. Screencast.com comes with, yeah, comes with two gigabytes of storage and two gigabytes of bandwidth for free for all the screencasts that you want to put up there. So uh, that's another great resource. Thanks for sharing that. Thank you, Annabelle. It's good to see you guys at ISTE. I guess he's not he's not plural. He's singular. <laughs> <laughs> I will also say that I've just looked, and XREC has been taken out of the App Store. Hmm. Never mind. Um, in late July, sorry. But that's what happened with those. There's been ones that pop up. If you get them, you still have them. So if anybody would like my copy, I'll uh, give you my iTunes password and username. You can use it. Oh, yeah. An Annabelle um, also just sent us... Uh, 
Ask 3, which I'd forgotten about. Ask 3 is pretty in- neat because it takes the screencasting and makes it an interactive conversation between teachers and students because we, if you're working in a situation where we all have iOS devices and I'm the instructor and I'm sending out a screencast, then what better way for my students to interact with me and ask questions than to respond via screencast also? Have either of you, any of you used Ask 3 very much? Uh, oh, yeah. It's it's pretty, pretty good. I don't know what you think about it, John. That's actually going to be the, the focus of the webinar that we're going to be working on here in the next few weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I really like it a lot. It's really good. It's one of the first things I found out about it, um, gosh, I don't know, all the way back in January. And uh, my good friend Greg Gardner, who's Classroom underscore Tech, told me about it after he was privy to tell me about it. And um, it's it's really nice. Uh, we. It, Jeff and I were in at the ICE conference, and we saw Jenny Majera talk about it. That were, were you in that one, Jeff? You came in late yep. to that one, didn't you? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so we one. were in there. She used it for her whole one. It was really neat to like interact, and you can have a whole class, and they can put questions in the video at the certain points where they don't understand what's going on or where they're trying to make a point. It's really cool. Yeah, Text, I really. Text I haven't spent much time getting to use it, but I have been interested in it for a while, so I need to just kick my butt and start using it. Yeah, that's a good one for teachers for this upcoming year. Kick your kick yourself in the tush and then download Ask3 and start to uh, get used to it so you can use it during the school year. It would be very viable as a screencasting option. For sure. Of course, that's what I like to do when I wake up in the morning, just kick myself in the tush. <laughs> Always. Gets him moving. I like well, it. if you don't do it, someone else will. That's right. If you don't do it, someone else will. But, um, yeah, and then I, I just want to say also I've had a hard time getting this one to work with what's going on. But I used to use Screencast-O-Matic, too. So I think that's at Screencast. I'll tweet that one out, screencast-o-matic.com. Mm-hmm. And that is in the show notes. And I think that that's a good free option as well. You yeah, know. you know, we didn't really talk about web-based screencasting tools. There's Screencast-O-Matic and there's Screener, S-C-R-E-E-N-R.com. Right. That's the other one. And those are Java-based um, web apps that will allow you to do voice recording and screen recording uh, for up to five minutes, I believe, for free. And that will automatically either let you download a copy of it for into your computer or you can just upload it directly onto screencast.com. Um just basically eliminating the need for any kind of software uh, on your computer to be able to do your screencast. Uh, the other thing I was thinking of, if you are really trying to not download any new software, is using Google Hangouts. Use your screen share, hang out by yourself, and then do a live recording of it, and then you have a screencast there that'll work just as well, too. Although it's tainted by the sadness of hanging out by yourself. That's true. You do have to be very comfortable in being alone, so... <laughs> Um, trying to look at questions I love how Craig Yen um, said that they need we need Kurt's spelling skills but he said we need your spelling skills and he put it Y-O-U apostrophe R-E you are spelling skills so good one Craig Uh, Craig. oh yeah you gotta love the spelling skills and then you misspell the word in the spelling skills coming from a person that misspelled school during this podcast (laughs) oh and he but he did mention touchcast and touchcast is one that I've seen a lot of teachers really excited about but I haven't had a chance to check out yet anybody got any touchcast experience no no I haven't I don't even know about it um I all I know is that I took um 
when we finished our app smackdown at Ed Camp Fort Worth, I did tell the teachers that I apologize for being so busy lately that I hadn't tried TouchCast, but I knew that it was it had a considerable buzz and they needed to take a half hour and learn how to do TouchCast because it looked like a really cool free app that they needed to try. And I still haven't tried it a week and a day later. So well, but it, it looks it looks awesome. It does. The, I agree with Craig. What's the ten cent explanation of it? The I think that you can I think you can put <laughs> you can put documents and interactive links in your video. So like if you're videotaping me right here, I could talk about like the Google Doc that's right there. They could touch it while I'm still talking and going through the video. It looks really oh, looks really neat. That is cool. Yeah, and you make your own channel and all this. So I have the channel. I've made my channel. I just haven't tried the video yet. And this is in the App Store. Yeah, TouchCast. It's free. We'll put is that it one. Only in. iPad or is it iPhone too? I think it's iPad. Oh, okay. So as I'm sitting here trying to find it, it's, it's that's a good one. Cost. Thanks, Craig. That's a good one. So in, in wrapping up here, guys, I think we can honestly say screencasting is a valuable tool, an invaluable tool that all educators should want to use. I mean, we talked about a lot of different tools here from from Camtasia to ScreenFlow to TouchCast to many, many things. And, um, you know, what what advice would you guys give somebody who's starting off new? Let's just do a little last round robin here. Jeff, as an administrator, what would you suggest to your teachers going into a brand new school year that's asking about screencasting? Uh, you know, I'd like a hybrid of what everyone's kind of talked about. I really like Sam's comment about just pre-planning, making sure you have a clear goal in mind as to what your outcome in is, what your final product will look like, what information you want to convey. Otherwise, you'll sit in front of a microphone or sit in front of your computer, blurt something out and realize you missed half of what you really wanted to talk about. Uh, believe me, I've gone through several episodes of my podcast that turn out that way. And uh, Oh, so I thought that was just on my end where I'm like, no, no, we're for the show, man. I believe it's industry-wide. Um, <laughs> but at the same point, I like the ad- ability for teachers to be able to really use a multitude of devices to be able to create their um, screencasts. So pre-planning and then being able to just show them something like explain everything on the iPad or screener.com to be able to just jump on any desktop computer or laptop and be able to record their screen for a short amount of time. Um, I think these are great introductory tools to be able to put something like this together and really easy to be able to share it up to like screencast.com. John, how about yourself? I mean, I agree. I always agree with Jeff, whatever he says, but I think it is. I think it's all, I think it's all a matter. There are many tools out there. It's all a matter of personal preference, what the students are comfortable with, what you're comfortable with. And you just need to kind of get in there. I guess uh, Sam's point is don't be afraid to fail, which is always a good point. Don't look for perfection. Plan it out on the front end, and you'll be good. I'll tell you how I succeeded um, next week, hopefully from Vegas, because, like I said, I was dead serious. I've got to make a ton of those, so I'm hoping to get them done. So I'm going to take your, I'm going to take everybody's advice. You know, I want to jump in here at the last minute and steal a good idea that Jeff put out there. And I say Jeff because one of them put it out. The other one's like, that's a good idea. Um, <laughs> you can screencast your from your iPad simply by using the Reflector app on your desktop computer and then doing a screen capture of that. And um, I, I've done it. Yeah, I, I still haven't, don't have Reflector app on my computer. Um, but I use just a dock cam and the proper lighting and point it at my iPad. But, you know, there's a lot of ways you can screencast from 
the, your iOS device or your tablet, either directly having it transmit or indirectly just kind of pointing a camera at it. Either one can work. You just have to keep an eye on things like glare. Or if you take um, some sandpaper and just kind of buff <laughs> the, the screen, you know, it'll take that glare way down. Right, or or wash your iPad with bleach. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know awesome. what? We should have a hashtag for chip in 1299 so Sam can have reflector app. Because that's how much it is now, just twelve ninety nine. Wow. I'll, pay, yeah. I'll, I'll PayPal it to you. Sweet. <laughs> Wasn't it like 20 bucks before? It was. it was, but I looked at it just the other day because somebody was asking me, $12.99, is there, it's, it's a great app for twelve ninety nine. I feel like I keep doing that. I keep buying something, and then like <laughs> I come on this show, and you tell me that it's now cheaper. That's actually how they know when to drop the price. Yeah, they right. keep an, an eye on your tweet stream, and they're like, Herb just bought it. We can drop the price down. <laughs> That's right. I take just, it down ten. Take it down ten bucks. I would just like to think that everybody's watching the Tech Educator podcast, guys. Yeah, that's good. I like that's that it. too. Which, of Perfect. course, you can do each and every Sunday night at seven o'clock Eastern, four p.m. Pacific, and you can figure out your time zone in the middle. Want to uh, say thank you so much to my co-hosts and uh, just let's talk a little bit about what's going on in uh, your shows this week, Jeff. What's going on this week for Instructional Tech Talk? Uh, like I said earlier, just keep an eye out for the show that talks about how to find your uh, best-suited digital environment for your classroom coming out in the next day or two, depending on how quickly Apple scoops it up. And uh, that's really on the horizon for the show this week. Looking forward to sharing that out. Nice. And uh, the Vegas-bound uh, John Samuelson, he'll be screencasting on the airplane. Uh, where can we get a hold of you? You can get a hold of me at iPadSammy.com, and I will also be uh, guest uh, writing a blog post today uh, for the Getting Smart blog, where I'm going to start with the um, the Swiss Army knife of, if you will, of apps that you need to start your. If you have a, a mobile cart, a shared cart of iPads in your school, I'm going to give you the apps that I think are the basic essentials that are very worry-free and produce great results. I bet explain everything will be one of them. Excellent, and I'm cool. sure that teacher cast will be number two, right, John? <laughs> That's right. Well, I was actually at the. Uh, in my SmackDown at Ed Camp Fort Worth, I did mention the TeacherCast app, thus promoting it more than you still. So there we go. <laughs> Sam. Sam. <laughs> uh, what do That's we have? In, in addition to uh, reviving the beautiful and ever-changing Patui.org, uh, <laughs> what, uh, what do we have going on here today? Well, uh, the Patui weekly chat is going to be looking at setting yourself up for success during the school year, how to start the year off right, the kinds of things you need to do to make sure you have a successful school year. Uh, this is partially inspired by my whole moving schools and trying to get a classroom set up and doing a lot of thinking about that. Um, we still have some amazing opportunities available for anyone interested in co-moderating this week's chat. We've got that kind of wide open and maybe I'll get another Monday afternoon volunteer if not we'll uh, draft Samuelson into there he, he wants to do it yes excellent and I think that'll actually you know could go really well with your whole you know setting up what kind of apps you would want because I was thinking like physical environment personal relationships but also well even Jeff Jeff Herb your digital environment and the uh, the apps that you need these are all choices that we make about you know where we'll be interacting and how we'll be interacting so mm -hmm. that's what we'll be doing with Patui this week nice cool. 
We, of course, have a great uh, show coming up tomorrow. We're actually going to be doing a show bright and early with a company called Oki Data, which I met them down at ISTE, and they were a fantastic company that actually uh, specializes in printers, copiers, and some pretty high-end stuff. Uh, one of the questions that I asked them on our interview was, you know, is, are, is the world of printers and copiers dying out? And they actually told me just the contrary, that many more people are buying copiers and printers, but they're buying the higher-end ones because they are going to only use one copy machine or one printer per building since most of our schools are, of course, taking away the desktop printers. And so we're going to have a great conversation tomorrow about networking copiers, networking printers, so you can check that out. I don't have the page made up yet, but it'll be podcast.teachercast.net, probably slash Oki, but I'll make sure that we pop that out. O-K-I. Yes, Sam? Can you convince them that they should just stop making copiers that don't have integrated scanners? Yeah, right. I will. I will try to bring that up. Actually, I'll convince them to watch <laughs> this show. Is that does that count? I like that. I like That's that. It, that works. Uh, of course, thank you out there for watching. We are here live every single Sunday night at seven o'clock till eight o'clock, and uh, we have a large audience tonight. So I want to say thank you to Craig, to Peggy, to Annabelle, to John, to Jeff, to everybody out there who's been tweeting and uh, finding us. And also thank you guys so much who have tweeted me about the baby news. Of course, there's going to be much more about that. Check out baby.teachercast.net. All of our great stuff here on the Tech Educator Podcast, of course, can be found at techeducatorpodcast.com. And if you would, go to techeducatorpodcast.com slash iTunes, where you can subscribe to our video feed, or techeducatorpodcast.com slash iTunes, where you are able to subscribe to all of our TeacherCast educational broadcasts, videos, and screencasts. We are on a quest to get a 1,000 subscribers, um, just because right now that's a nice round number. We actually actually found out earlier today, um, thanks to Jeff, right now, that uh, we are allowed to start broadcasting live through YouTube um, if we have 100 subscribers. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. And because of that, hopefully next week we will be able to tell you that we're broadcasting live through your iPads and through your tablet devices. So uh, we are going to try really, really hard to get to that. My name is Jeff Bradbury from TeacherCast.net. Thank you so much for joining us on the Tech Educator Program. We will see you next week where, Sam, what is the topic for next week? Next week we're talking green screens. Green How screens. How to. So we have a lot of great uh, examples and ideas for using green screens and how you can do them, some of the things that you can work with. I know there's a lot of you who have asked me in the last couple of weeks about green screens. You know who you are, and I can't wait to share that with you. So thanks so much. Check us out again at Tech Ed Show, and I will catch you in another TeacherCast podcast. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week as we bring you the...